up? This is the second episode of my new series of videos I'm calling Words of Wisdom or simply WOW for short. As I mentioned in last week's episode called Staying in Touch, the subject of this week's video is a concept I came up with called the auditorium of your interpersonal relationships. I'll start off by briefly explaining the material using one of the W's and the one H and then plow right through it. But first, here's a short poem I wrote while I was waiting at the post office. <clears throat> There is nothing worse than when two slow worlds collide. Hurry the fuck up, Henrietta. Stop holding the line. What is this concept about? The auditorium of your interpersonal relationships is a concept I came up with to help you understand how and where to place people in your life who are currently a part of it as well as those that will be in the future. How does this concept work? Picture an auditorium and you're the master of ceremony standing on the front stage. The stage represents what's going on in your life. Now there is rows of seats in this auditorium and they are reserved for the ticket holders, which represents people that you have an interpersonal relationship with. An interpersonal relationship is basically any close relationship you have with a fellow human. It could be a family member or relative, friend or significant other, coworker or acquaintance. The rows of seats are divided into three sections. The first few rows up front is a section for interpersonal relationships classified as tier one. These are your family members, your BFFs, your brothers from other mothers, your sisters from other misters, your significant other, possibly a coworker, etc. These are usually people you can be 100% yourself around and or speak to without fear of judgment and or they annoy the shit out of you but you just love them unconditionally. In other words, the people who you are closest with. The next set of rows is the section for interpersonal relationships classified as tier 2. Here you can find family members and friends but you're not quite as tight with them. A lot of times there are byproducts of your tier 1 relationships and while you could totally hang out solo with them, you're not that close and don't get too personal with them. The last section is for interpersonal relationships classified as tier 3. This is where you may find a lot of co-workers and acquaintances. These are people who you interact with mainly because of circumstance. They could also be byproducts of tier 1 and tier 2 relationships. As much as you don't mind these people and get along with them to a certain extent, you really only speak to them because of circumstance. That should pretty much give you a general idea of the concept. You might have a slightly different seating arrangement or even what qualifies someone to be in one tier over the other. But the point is to keep in mind that there are different sections in your auditorium. And it's important that your guests are sitting in their correct seats. I relocated to Spain a few years back and one day while I was just skipping along down the street eating some atun con pan, I stopped and I said, wait a minute, now I'm the immigrant and now I'm the one that gets to say things like, I mean my country. There are rules in your auditorium as well and breaking one of these rules can result in one of your guests having their ticket revoked. You as the owner of the auditorium are in control of the rules and you dictate who gets to have a seat and who doesn't. Depending on what's happening on stage, there are certain expectations of your guests and this depends on what section they're sitting in. And this is where trouble can happen because disappointment stems from expectations. For example, let's say that one of your expectations from your tier 1 guests is expecting them to want to come see your newborn baby you just had. If they didn't, you would feel disappointed and upset versus someone in your tier 2 or tier 3 not showing up which you would be indifferent about. This happens because sometimes you may consider a person a tier 1 but they only consider themselves a tier 2 or worse a tier 3. It can happen the other way around where you consider a person a tier 3 but they consider themselves a tier 2 or a tier 1. Also sometimes someone may start off in one tier and end up in another over time. This is normal and you can't force someone to sit in a higher tier than they are willing to as well as someone can force you to let them sit in a higher tier than you are willing to. It's always important to reassess where people should really be sitting in your life because in turn this will give you much healthier relationships and avoid any unnecessary disappointment 
as well you should realistically assess and accept where you sit in theirs. You should never assume that just because a person is in your tier one, that means that you're in their tier one as well. Things aren't always what they seem. For example, you're probably looking at that guitar in the background and thinking, oh, that's so cool, he plays guitar, but do I even know how to play guitar? Come to the perimeter of my f Does that answer your question? The story that inspired this concept is about a friend of mine named Alfonso. Alfonso and I had been friends since we were kids, and he was always a tier one ticket holder in my auditorium. As we got older, however, our friendship naturally evolved in a way where he was no longer in my tier one and shifted down to tier two, although I still considered him to be in tier one. And as I said, there are certain expectations of the guests in your life. So while I had tier one expectations of Alfonso, he began to only live up to tier two expectations. This in turn made me feel disappointed, upset, angry, and resentful towards Alfonso to the point I questioned our friendship. It was only by taking a step back and reassessing the current stance of our interpersonal relationship that I realized there was no hard feelings, just unrealistic expectations on my part. And now we're back to having a healthy friendship with no disappointments because the expectations have been aligned with those of the correct tier that he sits in. You ever notice how people just sprinkle the acronym LOL onto things they write to lighten it up or to make it more tasteful? As if LOL was verbal mayo, sriracha, or mayonnaise? Like, do you even know what LOL means? It means laughing out loud. And depending on the person who it's coming from, it can mean so many different things because everybody has different kinds of laughing out louds. For example, <laughs> or, 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 or then there's my laugh. So let's look at some different types of messages you might receive and apply each kind of laugh to them. I think the condom may have broke last night. LOL. I was backing up your Jeep and accidentally smashed it into a statue. I think the taillight might be shattered. LOL. I'm drunk. LOL. Want to come over for hors d'oeuvres and Eskimo kisses later, lol. <laughs> I hope you don't fail your exam today, lol. <laughs> I accidentally left the barbecue on again and I may have damaged the propane regulator. It caught fire, lol. So you see, sometimes it doesn't even make sense or make it better. It just makes it weirder. So why the fuck do people still keep doing it? LOL. I hope you found this video useful. Take some time to look at those around you and assess if they are sitting in the right seat in your auditorium. Because at the end of the day, everybody can have a seat as long as they are sitting in the appropriate one, as well as respecting your personal rules and boundaries. Also, if you know someone who would find this video helpful, feel free to share with them because sharing is caring. I'll be posting episode three next week. I post a new episode every Wednesday. And in the meantime, you can email me at tc.troycarter.com if you have something you want me to talk about, as well as subscribe to my YouTube channel so you'll be the first to know when I post something new. Peace.